Welcome to Watchmen and Lady, a Watchmen podcast by TweetThePeople.com. I'm Steven. I'm Randy. I'm Dee. And today we're talking about Watchmen, Season 1, Episode 6, This Extraordinary Being. So don't take your grandpa's nostalgia pills. You'll find out all of the NYPD is in the KKK and have gay sex. <laughs> and now it's time to do Alright, welcome to Two Watchmen and a Lady, a Watchmen podcast by DweebThePeople.com. If you like this podcast, then share it with your friends. You can also find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at DweebThePeople. You can find Steven on Twitter at DweebSteven. You can find Randy on Twitter at CasualChinos. And you can find D on Twitter at DweebDPence. Also, if you take our nostalgia pills, you can go back in time and listen to our older podcasts. Mm, I don't think you want to. But you can still go back and rate us high. Hmm. See how I got around to the rating? See us as sad children. Sad children? Yeah. You're going to have to explain that one. We were all pretty sad, I'm sure. We weren't children. No, I meant like going further back. Welcome to Dweeb to People, where we're talking about the Ninja Turtles. (laughs) Raphael, man, he's a meanie. I mean, I did try, my brother and I did record ourselves on tape. Yeah, so did everybody. But you wouldn't call it a podcast, would you? We didn't know what podcasts were. Exactly. You're terrible. You couldn't even invent podcasting. It's just called a radio show then. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is that what you had? Oh, yeah. Okay. We were on the radio. Gotcha. Uh, this guy, yeah, I would record. I would have two, uh, two setups going at one time, and so I would record my voice on one. And then I would hit play on the other one and record a song that I'd just done the lead up in. I was a disc jockey. Was like, nice. Yeah. That was sad. No, that's the hardcore, worst. Man. It's good. I had the worst show of all time. <laughs> I remember when I was in junior high and I was just getting into uh, playing music and stuff. And I, you know, suddenly invented step recording, which uh, if you're not familiar with, you record one track and then you play that track back. And record, you know, the next track along with that track and so forth and so forth. Um, Of course, the way I did it, I kept recording the new playback onto (laughs) the same track over and over again. So every time you replayed the previously recorded track, it degraded in quality just a little bit. (laughs) Probably about half. That's pretty bad. (laughs) I remember I took up the final product to school. And my choir teacher played it in the class for everybody. Oh, no. I'd never seen him more mortified in my life. (laughs) (laughs) Why would he play it for everyone? Uh, I guess he hated children. (laughs) (laughs) I was pretty proud of it. Yeah. And now with his uh, freshly written song, Stephen will play us. (laughs) Me so horny, horny. (laughs) (laughs) That was it. Were you in that class with me? (laughs) Oh, Welcome that. to Nostalgia by <laughs> Dweeb the People. Oh, dear. 
Mm, what other embarrassing moments could we relive Let's from our lives? Let's get back to uh, Stephen's first kiss. <laughs> ah, where we left off last week. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, no, no. I let's think not. we're digressing way too much. Yeah, here. we got to be a little punch drunk to talk about that. And that happens at the end. So, <laughs> so tune in. Tune in an hour from now. And fast forward. You just skip the whole episode. Some some people just tune in for the banter. I mean, that's our best part. <laughs> <laughs> Why even talk about a show? What are yeah, we doing? I don't know. Wait, that was our previous podcast. Are we just banter. shoot the poop? Yeah, shoot the poop. All right, let's get into this episode. Right. I want to talk about Osmandius. All right, well, you can, but... Oh, that's right. This is the one episode he's not in. Mm-hmm. So, um, before we get into it, uh, who does, what is this extraordinary being? Is that Will, the grand, the grandpapa? Yeah, he's the one who started it all. That's what I would assume. Randall? I, I would assume, unless you're talking about the Cyclops and the KKK being extraordinary, those are the only two characters really in this. Yeah, I guess. All right. All right. Oh dear. Start us off. Oh no. This is a jam packed episode full of all sorts of tidbits. Um I I mean one of the first things that I noticed well, I mean there's a lot of things to notice in this, but I thought it was an interesting contrast with um Will and Angela, how he puts on the white makeup ah. and then the mask, and then she puts on the black makeup and the mask. Um, I just think it's an interesting... Well, she doesn't really necessarily wear a full mask, but is it's an interesting contrast. And it was it's almost like the, the yin and the yang. Like, he, he's... I don't know, like, they're both trying to go, do good, but... I don't know, in different different ways well and plus we talked about this in like the first couple episodes to where we we noticed how they were focusing in on her spray painting her face and mm-hmm. we commented what if because we we thought will was hooded justice the whole time well pretty close pretty quick to the beginning we've thought it was him we're just super smart like we, that. we are very smart and yeah. here's more proof of that because we talked about uh, how it would be cool if he was spray painting his face white to appear white uh and ding, 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 we were correct. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense what the the wife said, that if yeah. you want to fight with them, you have, they have to think you're one of them. Valid point. I will say, uh, Lindelof in the latest HBO podcast. Oh, that's out uh, now, isn't it? Cause they're... Yeah. Yeah, it dropped Sunday. It was on episodes four, five, and six. Um, he does state that there are some things that people got from the jump that uh and this is one of those he was like you know our costumer person they they put him in the exact colors of the hooded justice like he was he was like it was pretty obvious so he uh he understood that a lot of people found uh you know kind of uh figured that out from the onset but uh there's some other apparently some other deep easter eggs that we haven't figured out yet Uh oh so what you're saying is we're not that smart no we are not what (laughs) Let me take you back to the first ten minutes of this. <laughs> <laughs> Need my nostalgia pill for that. All right. Well, that that was really about it. I just thought that was cool. 
<laughs> yes, it was. Uh, and it was very cool that, really, he never showed his face to anybody, mm-hmm. ever. Because we still we even saw some more of the show this time, too, didn't we? Yeah. Yes. Uh, and this is just, like, the lore that is built into this character throughout these years. This real-life person, Hooded Justice, that everybody just thinks he's white, but no one's seen his face. Uh, they portray him as white. They even, when they're having the sex... And he's a super hot white guy. Yep. And uh, Captain Metropolis is like, let me see your face. And he's like, you will never see my face. And then, because uh, people think that he never showed anybody his face. But in reality, they had FaceTime. <laughs> yes, they had the FaceTime. They stuck them together. Yes, they did. Randy, your turn. <laughs> uh well, I guess I'll just go ahead and jump into the Will is the Hood of Justice. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think what's pretty cool about this is, uh, I mean, there's, there's, I mean, obviously there's a lot to talk about with race relations. Um, oh, yeah. You know, one thing that I thought was cool in a perspective that I didn't see, um, I was, I was digging through Reddit and all that good stuff. And there was a, an article written on uh, Tom and Lorenzo.com. And it's a, uh, it's an article basically talking about how the retconning of certain characters is hated, right? Like, so when uh, Mary Jane was cast uh, by a, a black actor in Spider-Man, people mm-hmm. were in an uproar. Yeah, you know, or Lois Lane was going to be Beyonce. People were like, "No, yeah." Or this, what? the Little Mermaid. Now she's and, being played yeah. by a black woman, and people are all up in arms. I actually read a comment online that said, "Her eyes are brown." I'm not going to watch that. How dare he say? <laughs> what the hell? Exactly. It's so it's so <laughs> stupid. But this because here here's the thing that I like about this. Here's the thing about this reveal is, let's be honest, most of the people that are going to have a huge problem with this are probably racist yeah. and yeah. possibly against homosexuals. Mm-hmm. And this just does one foul swoop. It says, all right, fanboy, you know, your big bad hooded justice, not only is he black, but he is a homosexual or bisexual. Yeah. Um, and I love that. And it was, a, it was a good perspective on it that I really didn't think about um, because I'm a white male. and uh, <laughs> You don't have to think about that. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah. Nor should oh, it matter, uh, really. It, no, it shouldn't. It's just, it's, I don't know. Uh, Lindelof talks uh, on the latest podcast, talked a lot about what they go through in the writing room. Apparently there's a lot of female writers as well, um, which is why episode, I think four was, he said when they were breaking that story, it was pretty heavy on Blake, Angela, and True all being together. Mm-hmm. And I did these, think that episode was super girly. Yeah, he said, I mean, there were a lot of, <laughs> <laughs> women in the writer's room who would speak up and say how things should go and he's he appreciated it um but yeah i i don't know different perspectives how about that yeah now what'd you just and, talk about <laughs> i don't know <laughs> oh dear but also uh to kind of piggyback on when you said uh you know the yin and yang of uh of angela and her grandfather one thing i appreciated i don't know if you guys noticed uh the guy that was playing young will mm-hmm played regina king's son in the leftovers really oh that's why he looks so familiar yeah and so and then this one he's obviously playing her grandfather which i thought was kind of cool okay yeah i couldn't place his face he just looks so familiar though 
I'm going to call your comment sticking it to fanboys who hate retconning. And are racist. And are racist (laughs) and homophobic. I mean, don't racist and homophobic also just go together? I mean, you assume that if they're racist, they're also homophobic, right? right? uh... I I get That's like that uh, SAT question. Yeah. Kind of an all of the, the analogies, kind of thing. yeah, yeah, yeah. All racists are homophobes, but not all homophobes are racist. <laughs> Probably true. I don't know. Wait, I try not to talk to a lot of racist homophobic <laughs> nah, people. <me> so, <laughs> uh, I used to argue with people, but there's no point. Yeah, I just kind of shut down. But like, hey, let's talk about the weather. I think. Yeah, you... I would just not talk to them. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you know who you blame for the weather, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, you can't. You can't argue with stupid. So, uh, so speaking of arguing with stupid, uh, it's my turn. All right. Um, and I would like to say, I did not know that you could hypnotize somebody with a strobe light in their I know. face. I really want this technology. <laughs> <laughs> I was watching the old Will in the wheelchair. It looks so phoned in because he's just got it over his shoulder, yeah. shining in uh, Judd's face. It did look kind of lame, and even a few times, like he hit a bump in the road, and the flashlight went off of his face. Yeah, it, it was a little funny, but uh, I tried it. I tried it this afternoon, and uh, it worked. Really? Yes. Who did you hypnotize? Oh, you don't know. Check your wallet. Do you have any money? I mean, I never have any money. <laughs> That's nothing unusual. It's because I'm always hypnotizing you out of your money. Mm. So, yeah, uh, that was interesting. And there's so few things to talk about in this episode that I hate to take another one, but uh, hypnotizing related. It's just kind of, it's a funny, like, over the top villain kind of uh, plan. To me, (laughs) that's just kind of goofy. Well,. Like, it, it explains some things, but it also, it reminded me of, like, the 1970s Batman. Yeah. Like, it was that kind of cheesy. Oh, but no like, Ray, that's taking over people through the TVs. But I was willing to believe it, Wait, too. Wasn't that Batman and Robin, also? Who did, who, who, with Jim Carrey, the Riddler, didn't he brainwash people through their TVs in the movie? Probably, I Randy? don't know. Well, yeah, he had that weird... Yeah, uh, yes. To sum it up, yes, you're officially correct. <laughs> I mean, he I was guess about to dive into it. <laughs> he was like, ah, yeah. I better not. No, I'm down. It was bad. I think we're to assume that Lady True has uh, amped up the technology a little bit for him. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I just I, when you're captive in a theater, I get it. Yeah, right. Like that's why the it was easy to hypnotize all those people because. They were all a captive audience staring at the same screen. I mean, I don't know if you want me to get into theories. I, Please do. Theory as to how this could play out. All right, like specific to the show. Is, yes. Is this going to be Randy's point then? Well, technically, uh, it's part of my point, but uh, we'll see how it goes. I mean, stick it to the fanboys, Randy. No, no. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> all right. Um, and girls. And playing with this mesmerizing thing. Uh, it's stated so in the latest. PDpedia uh, set of documents that were released. <laughs> One of them is an article on Lady True. And while it's not an interview with Lady True, because she doesn't give interviews, it's stated <laughs> that 
um, when she moved in and she started building the Millennium Clock, she provided brand new HD TVs to everyone in the city. Ah, uh, okay. And what is everyone doing? What do they show us every, just about every episode? Uh-huh. Everyone is sitting down and mm-hmm. watching the same damn show. Yeah. So there could be an element of hypnosis or mesmerizing there. That's That was a theory I saw uh, on Reddit. I can't remember the user, but yeah, it was, I thought that was pretty good. Yeah, I could see that. And that's in PDPedia? Yeah, the only thing about that that I would say says no is unless they reveal in the show that Lady True has provided all these TVs. Because otherwise, you would have to be a reader of PDPedia, and that's (laughs) got to be a micro uh, amount of people. It was her Oprah moment. You get a a baby! (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, over-the-top, grandiose, uh, supervillain kind of plan. That is just straight out of the 40s, 50s. It's just a flashing light. (laughs) I want that flashlight. You can go to the dollar store and get one. Well, not a strobe flashlight. Sure you could. Yes, you can. Yeah, where are your mesmerizing flashlights? (laughs) (laughs) I don't think they call it that, but if you... (laughs) He said, where's your tarps, your rope, and your mesmerizing flashlight? I'd love to see the reaction. Uh, no, I don't think I'll do that. I'm sure they get all kinds of people coming into the dollar store buying murder supplies, though. Bleach, tarps, rags. Maybe they're just cleaning. Buckets. Lighter. Sounds like cleaning. <laughs> Sounds like all the stuff that was in a... Uh... His name's Trunk, and it's always sunny. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> ID. All right. Um, bring us home. Bring you home, but it's only my second point. We're doing two tonight. Oh. Um. So, I, I don't know. I I don't even know how to bring it up other than think there's a lot of racist white people that suck (laughs) (laughs) i mean good lord i i I thought it was really cool how he became a police officer and then you slowly see how there's still so much racism like the white police officer wouldn't even give him his pin or whatever that is like messed up yeah and then it's uh, it it was cool to see that there was another police officer that was black, um, but then he, he warns him about the Cyclops or something. I'm like, shit, what the hell is that? Um, but yeah, and then it just gets worse from there. Like, stay out of white people's problems. And uh-huh. but I honestly, I'm surprised they even let one, uh, somebody on the force. Well, and because he- I mean, they would never be able to police white people yeah because white people would never take them seriously and then the white cops would never back him up yeah and then they would beat the damn out of him yeah <laughs> yeah it was a rough time that was it was sad people suck yeah people suck back then and they suck now it's true randy what do you think about people <laughs> they're all assholes Including us. Oh, God, especially <laughs> us. 
Yeah, it's uh, yep. messed up how much... It was just of the norm back then. Right. So, like, you know, if you're, like, an event planner, you're like, oh, we have a black recruit this year. That means we need to get the backup black officer to put the pin on him because, yeah. obviously, the white chief isn't going to do it. And, you know, they just didn't even think anything of it. Yeah. <sighs> I'm wanting to say... Again, this is half-assed internet research from Reddit, <laughs> but the uh, the name of that uh, that uh, black chief that put the you know badge on him. I think the name of that character was the actual first black officer. I in was the wondering NYPD. that, really? yeah. But yeah, that's again half-assed uh, research. Well, who pinned I get- him? Ooh. I I I would almost guarantee. Like this is. Obviously, I, I've done no research whatsoever. Ooh, we got half-assing <laughs> yes. research. We got no research and just guessing. I I would assume that nobody <laughs> pinned him. I would assume they just gave it to him. It's like, a chicken the egg kind of thing. Yeah. They probably wouldn't want to hand it to him. No. They probably. I would think they'd put it on the floor and say, there, pick that up and put it on. Well, something like that. Yeah. Well, and also when he says, you know, beware the Cyclops or whatever, um... That kind of indicates to me that it's so well known that there are so many racist cops. <laughs> yeah, like it, they're not hiding it that well with that dumb symbol they do on their head. Yeah, that's the lamest symbol. Well, it's it's kind of funny because it's reminiscent of what the, uh, the alt right symbol is now, right? Yeah, uh, yeah, the white Perfect. pride. Yeah, so I, it's just it has to be so rampant. It's incredible. Like it's yeah. Um, I don't know why they would even allow black officers on the force at that point. Yeah, well, and why put him on that beat? I mean, he looked like he was in a white neighborhood. I don't. I well, don't. They know. may have done it on purpose just to mess with him. But I mean, maybe they didn't let the Jews in a white neighborhood at that point in time. I have no idea. I don't know. I did not live in the 40s, so I don't know. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> All right, Randy, your turn. Uh, I will go with how the Will Reeves memory of the supermarket encounter differs from the TV show. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It kind of recontextualizes that whole thing. Um, and, you know, he's not being a huge... He's not being a hero to the store because it's being robbed. No, he is <laughs> fighting a bunch of racists who are having a secret meeting in the back. Yeah. And the, the store owner is shooting at him. Like it's, yeah, it's, uh, it's kind of funny because that goes into on the PDPedia stuff. Petey is constantly talking about how the show is just trash and not you know historically accurate at all. And it kind of just plays into that. But yeah, uh, it's... Recontextualizing things, I guess, the same way that, you know, having Hooded Justice be black is changing the way you think about uh, previous interactions and things of that nature. Yeah. I never even thought that it was just uh, the exact same, supposed to be the same scene. I just thought it was a different encounter in a different store. Uh, But now that you're saying that, it makes a lot more sense. Uh, And then now that I'm thinking about it, it's just like completely reversed in every part yeah you know the good guys are not the good guys in the scene or the the victims are not the victims there's opposite and then even just the glass he bursts in through the glass in the movie yeah but then bursts out of the glass 
in the in the actual flashback. Very interesting. Kind of how the one of the Watchmen comics did the uh, the mirror. What what do you call that, Randy? A mirror? No, it's where reflection. The, no, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. Where the front matches the back, and they all the all the paneling. Three D image. D, you do not comment because you do not know. The paneling. I'm not sure. The paneling and the layouts match each other in a mirrored fashion throughout the book. Hmm. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay, I, I I know what you're talking about, but I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Out of a pool. Out of D. Out of thir- hot dog. <laughs> So, uh, yeah. I forgot what I was going to talk about on my thing. Well, you still haven't even written down Randy's. So. Well, because I'm trying to think of it. You, you don't want to ask him again because you <laughs> forgot to write it again? Uh, re, re, well. The supermarket sh- su- supermarket sweeps. It's <laughs> a good show. <laughs> I like that. Supermarket retconning. To stick it to fanboys. <laughs> Your explanations are getting really long. Yeah, there's people. I, we get tons of feedback. People love my explanations. Oh, I'm sure. Uh, I guess my thing I would like to talk about is kind of when Hooded Justice is born. Mm-hmm. So they cut him loose from the tree. It's definitely an interesting backstory yeah and then he just walks back into town with it around his neck uh sees the couple in trouble and pops on that hood and decides to kick some butt yeah and but he does kick he does he kicks some butt that's yeah that's a dark costume by the way it really oh, yeah. is <laughs> i'm gonna say if if he weren't black I don't understand the the concept of the character. Like I've I've always thought that Hooded Justice was just a racist guy. In well, a he he looks like, and I don't know if it's supposed to look like that, and that's what they were going for. But it looks like a KKK hood, just black. <laughs> and he, yeah, and, and he's got a noose around his neck. Yes, you're right. Somebody should have been like, dude, that is super inappropriate. <laughs> I don't know if you understand the symbolism of what's going on right now with your costume. And then, like, the rope bracelets are not helping either. I guess Captain Metropolis is like, hey, by the way, don't let folks know you're black. Not all these superheroes that save people and are on the side of justice are as open-minded as I am. God, that was was messed up, too. He's like, man, even the, the other teammates that, you know, we're all risking our lives for or whatever... Even they're not going to accept you yeah. if they find out you're black. Can, can you imagine being told that? No, I I cannot. No, as a we, again as a white <laughs> yeah. male, I cannot. I mean, he probably really didn't even need to spray paint his or paint his face though, because like, uh, Sister Knight paints paints it black. But it's a different time. I know, but he could have just appeared to be black and we we're like are you black under there no it's black paint on my white face and then you wouldn't have to waste like five minutes putting makeup on every time maybe he likes it <laughs> that was not a gay thing <laughs> i did not mean for it to come across like that oh d i love the gays 
Oh, you can't say that anymore either. Why not? I don't know. I guess it's positive. Uh, also, it it's pretty messed up that he's saving people regardless of color. Right. And he still has to paint his face white <laughs> so that white people aren't mad at him. Yeah. for Like, I, yeah, it's just, man, what a racist world we live in. Yeah. yeah. And I say to myself, <laughs> what a racist world. <laughs> and I say to myself. We're not being racist right now, are we? I'm doing an impersonation of a very distinct voice. Me too. I'm not, yeah, yeah, we're good. <laughs> Would you like to try D? No. I see skies are blue. I'm sorry. <laughs> were you speaking Java? Uh <laughs> Probably the most distinct voice of all time, maybe. Um, maybe Macho Man's pretty pretty high. I don't know who the hell that macho, is. Macho Macho Man. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. Snip into a Slim Jim. Uh, I mean, unless you're a child of the '80s, I don't think you know what that is. Oh, shots fired. That wasn't supposed to be an insult. <laughs> but it was, Randy. Did you feel it? Did it sting you in your heart? <laughs> I did. And your I'm old. I, I'm old. I get it. <laughs> I, I mean, I get it too. But uh, I wrote "Birth of Hooded Justice" and first, first, and first, first. I think I meant first fight. Mm. See, that's what happens when I talk and type. Okay, D. Uh, um. What should I talk about? I will talk about... She's winging it. No, I have it written down right here. Um, I thought the music was interesting again. I know I usually don't talk about that, and I'm now talking about it twice, like last podcast and this podcast. Um, but I like the... And the three before that? The music that they had in the background. It was. It reminded me of Birdman, which I did not like. Yeah! Birdman, um, amazing movie. No, it was crap. Whoa. <laughs> It annoyed me, but I think the reason why this did not annoy me, even though it was very similar, is it had a break from the music every once in a while. It wasn't just the music constantly playing in the background. Thank you for the impression. That was really good. It really cleared it up. That was Birdman. Ah. Miles Teller from Whiplash is doing the music. (laughs) Another fantastic drumming movie. That was a good movie. You shut up, Dave! Sorry. I don't like you commenting on Birdman like that. I don't. I didn't like Birdman. Okay. Didn't. I might have been like the only person ever that did not like it, but I did not like I'm it. I'm sure a lot of people didn't like it. Uh, but it was cool. And they had like the piano player instead of the drummer. Yeah. And it was well, pretty, which and I guess was his It was his mom. mom. He kept, or he kept, well, Angela, I guess, <laughs> kept seeing his mom, Will's mom. Which would be her great grandma. Yes. Or great, great grandmama. Yeah. Uh, Grand, Grand Mimi. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, a lot of this, like, visual stuff they didn't, stuff, that's a fancy word, by the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, they did in this episode where you didn't quite know what was real for sure and what wasn't. I mean, obviously, the piano player on the street probably is not real. Well, but it came from somewhere, and this is what he was... It's See. real memories, but it's bleeding into the reality yeah. of the situation. Uh, 
But yeah, he didn't quite know what was real. And what really freaked me out was when those cops were dragging the two people. Mm-hmm. Was that real? I, mean, I guess it probably no. wasn't. But No, he was seeing still. the stuff that happened in Tulsa. That was some weird flashbacks, too. Because that did happen in Tulsa. Uh-huh. But I think we're stepping on maybe somebody else's point here going into that, too. Just saying. Fine. <laughs> I'll just stop talking. <laughs> Unless that wasn't Randy's one of Randy's points. Ah, I got plenty here. No, all right. Well, then let's continue. Yeah, let's continue talking about it. <laughs> I was particularly struck with the freeze shot when he came out the window. That was really cool. And then they did the Matrix style panning around the freeze shot. Well, that was Angela, yes. But it was Will, and then we were brought back into Angela's consciousness by Agent Blake, who started talking to her. Was that when her husband started talking to her Mm -hmm. also? Yeah. Yeah. So that was a pretty cool transition, or kind of bringing us back to reality a little bit. It was neat. Blink once if you can understand me. Do you want ice cream? I'd be blinking a lot. <laughs> Definitely would want ice cream. I don't care if I can't move. Just feed me ice cream. Stick it in her mouth. The ice cream. Randy, it's your turn. <laughs> <laughs> um, the, I can't remember what you talked about, but it was the music. Music, good. Birdman, awesome. Mm-mm. Don't throw that on there. <laughs> Um, I guess we get the reveal of what happened to the baby. Yeah. So oh, yeah. June, his wife is his the baby he found, yeah. which is kind of a weird. I'm, yeah, I don't. Did they start dating what immediately well, when he found her? And I was like, did he name her too? Like, <laughs> I'm gonna name you June, and then I'm gonna marry you when we're older. That baby was probably creeped out by that conversation. <laughs> That's it, really. I just I, I, I wondered, <laughs> I wondered if the the baby was going to play more into it. Like uh, the big reveal at the end is like the baby's actually Superman or something. I don't know. Ooh. Um, no, it's interesting. But, it's no. it's you know, if we were to have gotten their backstory of them growing up, I'm sure it's a very sweet story because you know they both survived Tulsa and. Who knows? I'm, I assume they probably went through foster care and yeah. If what? Who knows what kind of system they had back then? I'm sure they may have just awful. been in a, a like a child. What do they call that orphanage. place? Orphanage. There you go. Prison camp. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, basically a, a child prison camp orphanage. Yeah. Um, yeah, and they survived together, fell in love, got married, had a kid. Leave left him after he got too obsessed with superheroing and he, he did not leave them and gaying and gaying yes no she left him i know you said never mind did i get it mixed up yes well she left him that's one thing that kind of bugged me about this episode i don't really think they really showed enough of him a being obsessed with being a superhero to where it affected their personal life that much. So it kind of felt out of the blue when she was like, and we're leaving you. Well, uh, what? <laughs> I mean, he was, he was a, he was having an affair. Yeah. She and, didn't know that. that oh, we know she of. knew. No. How'd she know? You can, you can figure it out. Hey, 
I'm finding a lot of blonde hairs in your suit lately. <laughs> um, but no, uh, God, I hate. I don't want this to be a companion piece to the Lindelof podcast. <laughs> but he does. He talks about how it's very tough for a superhero to have any attachment. No, I'm sure. Yeah. There's a reason that a lot of superheroes. He's like superheroes don't have children. Like in the comic books, that's just how it is because you can't. You 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 have too much attachment to them. You'll make decisions that'll impact. Like your decision making will be impacted by your kids. Yeah. He's like, and so it's it's that's why it's kind of different for Angela, and it's being grounded in a different way for for the modern cops that are in masks. Yeah, yeah you're right. But I gotta assume that. She didn't just walk out for no reason. Yeah. Well, yeah. No, I'm sure there was a lot more to it. And I, it, there was a lot that was covered in this episode. So I'm sure they just couldn't get to all of that. Well, they should have. Well, maybe they should have made it longer just for you. Maybe. Meh. That's fine. It was sporadic memories anyway, so. Yeah. Can't do a lot of build up to that. So I'll let it go. I, I take it back. Good. Well, I'm sorry I was this, born. No, okay, well. <laughs> you say sporadic memories. Um, weren't these the memories that he wanted her to see? Ah, that's what you would assume, right? And didn't True Lady True say that at some point? I don't know. That ma- that makes She's, sense though, because why would he ask if she found his pills? Yeah. It's I, I was like, oh, it's like heart medication because he's a hundred years old, or <laughs> but no, he would have no reason for the nostalgia pills. Yeah. Unless he wanted her to take him. And I think true. Yeah, she said something to Ken, like, what are these? And she said something about, like, lazy exposition or something like that. <laughs> Which it was. I mean, not lazy, but she said something to the, oh, it was a passive-aggressive exposition. Yeah. I think what she said. It definitely was exposition. Yeah. Cleaned up that backstory real nice. Yeah. Solved the baby mystery, too. That's I've been wondering the whole time just about that. <laughs> and from the beginning, I just assumed he threw the baby in a river. Yes. <gasps> the baby lake. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe she was Moses. Maybe. Whoever that is. Really? Yeah, I, I know what you're talking about. I just don't get what you're talking about. Moses was drawn from the water. His name literally means drawn from the water. Really? Yes. Moses means baby fetuses from the river. Randy just pounded his hands on the desk in <laughs> anger. Out of anger, yes. So I'll bring us home with him. My love of the Old Testament is so strong. <laughs> uh, I'll bring it home with uh, the Minutemen Minute farce. Uh, man, that, that group apparently was just a joke. Because, like, from the beginning, they... I mean, Hooded Justice is clearly the only one who wants to fight actual crime and problems yeah every because i mean he starts talking about it with the press and captain metropolis cuts him off it's like but we're gonna look at moloch who's working on a super slippery banana peel (laughs) or whatever it was and then and then he redirects him to the press to and now if you buy buy your bonds through the bank so it was all an advertisement because captain metropolis worked for a bank yeah so he was trying to push the product for the bank and well and it feels like that's i mean i could be wrong which i never am 
Um, I mean, isn't that basically what they created Superman and Wonder Woman and all those characters, those original characters for? They came out around that time, and they they would fight the Nazis or fight the bad guys. And yeah, but I don't know if they pushed bail bonds or anything. No, but I, I remember some sort of like war effort thing with a little one propaganda. Of them. Yeah. Are you th- thinking about uh, I know in Captain America the first Avenger. Maybe that's what that's I'm thinking. What they they pushed that heavily like he wanted to go to war and they're like, "No, nah, we need you to push these bonds." <laughs> yeah, and a song and dance. <laughs> Maybe and that's what I'm thinking. That's true. But of course that's supporting the war effort. Right. This is just trying to up your sales at the local bank. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I thought that was sad, and you know he was very out uh, down about it too. Yeah, it's like man, these guys don't care about fighting crime; they just yeah. want to do it superficially. It's like just working your glamour muscles. Yeah, which I've been doing recently. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so if eventually he's just doing his own thing. I probably would have too, because I am also a badass. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, your glamour muscles. They're good. They're good. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Randy, your glamour muscles. I guess I don't. Are glamour muscles <laughs> the ones located in your throat? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, from or that- drinking a lot. <laughs> <laughs> just my what's some sort of thyroid gland that is just growing? Yes. I don't, I don't uh, that would be cancer. <laughs> oh dear! <laughs> no, that's not a glamour muscle. It's the muscles that Mac would work off. Just, just the ones that show, like your arms. Yeah, just working your biceps all the time. <laughs> and that's old school Mac too. Yeah, new school Mac's just ripped He's all over. Super ripped. And frankly, he should leave his shirt off more often now. Oh boy! <laughs> but he's still Mac. It's still nice to look at. Meh. He's a nice looking dude. Alright. But no, I'm attracted to the dudes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm attracted to the dudes. <laughs> Alright. I think that's a perfect way to end this episode. Did you get Randy saying he's attracted to dudes on there? Ooh, that's true. <laughs> like that's the first time I've said that. <laughs> or like it's going to be the last. True. Uh, what did we um, miss in this you... episode, D? Or, uh, Randy? Uh, Angela's in a coma? Oh. I, I mean, Randy. the whole thing is Randy and... Uh, Randy. Oh, damn it. <laughs> this Angela whole podcast in a coma. is Randy's imagination <laughs> from his coma. It's going to wake up. It's, what the hell? I had a, I had a weirdest dream. I had a, I had a podcast. It was mildly <laughs> successful. <laughs> <laughs> and you were there. And you were there. Somebody asked me to wear a horse costume and a thing. It was weird. Oh, good times. <laughs> oh, I, and I did have a question, too. Oh, boy. They didn't get. And they didn't. I don't know if they just didn't explain it or I just didn't get it. Maybe a little bit of both. <laughs> um, what did Will know about. It's Crawford, right? The Judd. Judd. Yeah, Judd Crawford. That's his name. What what did he know? I mean, he had to have known something. Was it just that he was a member of the KKK that he wanted to kill him? Was he trying to rid the entire police department oh. of 
Um, I want you to just stop and re-examine uh, your sentence of, was it just that he was a KKK? <laughs> well, <member>? oh my. <laughs> <laughs> but he wasn't, was he? It was his grandpappy. Well, that's what he was trying to say, but I, uh, I had a feeling that Will knew more and they just weren't saying it. I'm sure we'll get more reveal. I, maybe not more reveals. I think we kind of have enough in that with uh, Keen, Senator Keen, saying like, "Oh well, you know, we kind of keep them in line." But he's also talking about some big event they're going to do. Yeah. So I think that we're just to understand. No, these are people in power that are racist and working along with the Seventh Cavalry. Yeah. Um. Cavalry. I, I don't know. I, I, to your credit, I don't know for sure. Yeah. I mean, I just, I didn't know if I'm, I had missed it. Like, cause it, that seemed to be, it was supposed to be a huge reveal, but then I was like, but why? I need more of an explanation on if he's supposedly just trying to keep the peace and that was his grandfather's. Like, I, I, there needs to be more to it than well, that. He's, he awkwardly says it's his legacy. He yeah. has a right to it. And then Will points out, like, well then, why are you hiding it in your closet, yeah. in a yeah. secret compartment? Yeah. Like, it's obvious that he didn't want anybody to find this, right? Which I mean, just just burn it. I, if that was passed down to me, I'm burning that shit. I'm not keeping that. <laughs> oh, thank you. And to my granddaughter, I leave my old KKK outfit. <sighs> no thanks. Mm-mm. Nope. No, I don't think I'd want it either. Nope. Although I do have some old shirts from my granddad. I don't think... They're not that, racist yeah. shirts. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like finding their Nazi uniform or something. They are pearl snaps, which are super cool. Nice. That is cool. And I got an old blazer that I wear. Doesn't have a swastika you- on the back of it or anything, no. does it? Okay. No. Oh my god. It does not. Rest in peace, grandma. I've never really looked at that pattern. I apologize for D. <laughs> <laughs> she knows not what she says. Well, as Moses said. <laughs> did you want me to? Did you want to go ahead and touch on the PDPedia stuff? Because I think it, this week's is pretty interesting. Yeah, touch us. Cool. <laughs> what? <laughs> right. Uh, all right. I didn't uh, for this. <laughs> so, but there's three first. <laughs> so I can deny it later. There's, <laughs> there's uh, three articles here, and the, one of them is. Uh, a, a memorandum written from Blake. And apparently, while this whole episode is going down, Angela is just saying everything that she is saying. Oh. Um, yeah, so this is where Blake finds out in the memorandum. She's like, okay, well, Will Reeves was hooded justice. Ah. Um, she then, basically, based off of all of this information, this one of the other things is that um, she sends Petey to get uh, Captain Metropolis's will, his last will and testament. And his last will and testament, he leaves everything to William Reeves. Nice. And uh, says basically, like, I'm really sorry. But, you know, if I want you to give him to have everything, and if he refuses, because the last time he saw him, I think it was in 1977, he says, uh, if he refuses, just tell him that I'm really sorry. And he, it kind of goes through, it's a handwritten deal. So it's, it was kind of tough to decipher because Randy, not so good at cursing. <laughs> oh dear. Uh, now didn't Captain yeah, Metropolis so die when he got his cape stuck in the revolving door? Um, or was that invented in the movie? 
No, he lost control of. According to this document for this for in this show, he uh, he was in a car crash. Oh. He was uh, ejected from the front windshield and decapitated. Oh, and his head was never found. That's rough. It's terrible. <laughs> uh, but in uh, going back to uh, sorry, back to Blake's thing. Uh, one thing that she is kind of touching on is Cyclops. And she says, you know, Abar said this no less than 50 times during this entire thing, Cyclops. And she's, and I guess I didn't really think about it. I thought they were one of the same, but she's hypothesizing that Cyclops is not the same as the seventh cavalry, mm-hmm. that they are two, they're kissing cousins, but one's more elite than the other. Okay. Kind yeah. Of, I can see that. So that was kind of cool. Um, and then the last uh, item I told you about was uh, that article uh, about Lady True uh, for a Tulsa newspaper, just asking, like, who is she? What's she doing here? They do some fact and fiction. Like, fact, she picked out her own name when she was five. Um, she's, you know, obviously she's super intelligent. But um, one thing <clears throat> that I did like in this is that um, one of them was Lady True's father was the comedian, because that's been ballied about. Because in uh, the movie, you know, the comedian kills this woman who said she was pregnant with his kid. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, it was hypothesized maybe Manhattan took the kid and put her somewhere or something like that. Anyway, um, it says fiction. Um, although the comedian did, f- you know, sire dozens of kids throughout affairs throughout the world. Oh, uh, <laughs> Lady True is allegedly not one of them. Uh, the reason I think this is kind of interesting is... Um, it says that the comedian went through her mother's town and her mother was like, oh, these, these people are nice, that kind of thing. She's kind of smitten with him. There's a hypothesis out there that they're throwing this out there to let us know, that to throw us a bone that maybe Vite is her father. Okay, huh. I could see That's, that. Yeah, and the Save Me D is daughter. Ah, uh, Okay. Because that was her satellite that went across, uh, that flew across there. Okay, that would make sense. Which I kind of like. Yeah. Anyway, Pedipedia. Sounds Need cool. A fun stuff. A lot of bodies to spell that out. <laughs> <laughs> well, I kind of like that because uh, it was the black freighter where the guy built a raft out of bodies, right? Yeah. Like that's what saved him. And this is just kind of the same thing. This is just a pile of bodies being rearranged to maybe save Vite. Yeah, I like these kind of shout-outs to the comic. Uh, I really like this uh, American Hero story. It's kind of the Black Freighter of this show to where it's this inside story that's happening or being told alongside the main story. Mm-hmm. And we really got it in this episode because it was all just this backstory. I like it's cute. You know what? I think I'll stick with the show. Okay. I'm glad you liked it that much. Six episodes in, I've decided I'll just go ahead and <laughs> finish it out. Okay. Yeah. Well, good. What else, Randy? Uh, that's it from Pedipedia. Um, as far as anything else that was interesting from the Lindelof podcast. Sure. Um, he did say... So they recorded the episode over four, five, and six right before episode four aired. So it's 
been a few weeks uh, since they recorded it, but he did say that there are some super deep Easter eggs that folks haven't spotted. Um, uh, he also said, <laughs> uh, the guy hosting it asked him a few questions. He's like, you'll find out in the finale. You'll find out in the finale. <laughs> and so it seems like we are going to get answers. Um, Lindelof talked a lot in this episode about having a mystery and the purpose of the mystery is it isn't for the viewer to be lost. Like when you have the reveal of hooded justice being Will Reeves, your audience shouldn't be confused. It should make sense. Yeah. So I think he's, he's taken a lot from his lost experience and uh, he's tying it into this. And I think we'll, we'll kind of get a bunch of answers we're looking for. And then the thing that I have been wondering is all the articles that go up on PDPedia are written by the writers of Watchmen. So it's, the people who wrote this show are having direct input on what is being leaked out, quote unquote, leaked out there to the audience at large. Okay. Oh yeah. I would think they'd have a huge hand in that. (laughs) They're not just giving it to some intern. (laughs) Here, go figure this out. (laughs) You put out what? No, no, no. Get it. It's kind of funny. Pedia found the last Uh, three episodes and linked them online. (laughs) Um, one thing I will say about Lindelof, and I, I think we kind of knew this from Lost and his reaction to get off of Twitter and stuff like that, is he talks about how he's obsessed with reading recaps. Yeah. Not just about his stuff, but like he'll go and read a recap of another show. And then he'll see like, oh, somebody uh, is referencing Watchmen. Let me go read it. <laughs> and he just, he's obsessed with reading reviews of Watchmen, I guess. Do, do you think he might listen? Fine, everybody loves it. He'll listen to us if we do a recap, you think? We'll do that. I don't think he's I mean, making it into a minute 56 of mm, ours. Okay. <laughs> Especially when we started off with our own yeah. nostalgia. <laughs> hey, that's cool. No, but uh, the next episode of that podcast isn't going to come out until after the yeah. finale, and I anticipate there'll be a lot uh, in there. So. Yeah, I'll bet. Especially since he plans to, I guess, not, I mean, maybe, maybe not end it on a cliffhanger, but make it into some sort of bow and wrap it up. Yeah. I think that if, if there was a season two of this, you can kind of do the same thing that they're doing with this. You can, you can allude to things that happen in this season, but you don't have to directly tie it. You can do an aftermath or whatever the hell is going to happen at the end of this series yeah. uh, season, new characters, different characters or leftovers where you carry over a few and, Introduce a lot new ones. Yeah, whatever you want. Who knows? Maybe the Millennium Clock is a time machine and it'll shoot us 10,000 years. Ooh. (laughs) Will they all wear matching silver jumpsuits? Obviously. And they'll be bald. Okay. Everyone's going to be dressed like uh, the Zoltan followers and dude, where's my car? Okay. All right. All right. Is that it? Yeah. That's all I got. That is all I got. That's all, folks. So, let's rate this episode. D. Ew. What was that? (laughs) Weird noise that I made with my mouth. My thinking noise. (laughs) Um, I think I'm going to go with 4.8 on this. 48? All right. Randy? Uh, four. Okay, 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 okay. I'm gonna go five. Oh, that's right, D. 
take that. You're four eight. Okay, I didn't want to give it a perfect score, but it was pretty good. Well, you're making one me want to go four nine five now. No, oh, okay. Yeah, I'm gonna go four nine five. Uh, no, you can't change it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Let's do the most watchable moment. D. Oh no! Don't you love how we just go to you first now on every time? I'm I'm gonna go with the gay sex on this. What? <laughs> Randy's has been sex every time, so I'm gonna go with the gay. You're sex. stealing the gay sex from Randy. Has it? It's been it has something to do with sex. Oh wow! Go back and relive some of these Freudian moments from Randy. <laughs> All right, Randy, what you got? Uh. I will go with the scene. So uh, after he is almost lynched or he is whenever he's cut down and he's on his way back and those people are being mugged, he just beats the ever loving (laughs) crap out of those guys. Like the first people he encountered doing wrong, he just beats the hell out of them. All right. So first hooded justice fight. Yep. I kind of want to go with gay flashlight to the face. Gay flashlight? Yeah. It's not gay. But he's gay. Did you say fleshlight? (laughs) (laughs) You can't put something gay in there just because I did. Okay. Uh, Then I'll go with... Regular non-gay or straight flashlight (laughs) to the face. (laughs) Now I'm going to go with the uh, reinvented uh, grocery store scene. Which apparently every single moment that this uh, American hero story is remembering, quote unquote, is completely incorrect. (laughs) It's a complete rewriting of history, which, you know, might even be a commentary on uh, Lindelof taking on this show at all because you're kind of making it up. And it's, I don't know. All right, D, vote. Uh, Thank goodness you can't vote for your own. Are you sure you don't want to vote for the gay sex? That's all I could come up with on the spot like that. Um, <laughs> gosh. Don't really want Randy to win again, so this is more about strategy. Ah, political. Yeah. I'm going to go with the grocery store. Yes. Randy? <laughs> yeah, I'm going with the grocery store oh, as well. And I'll go with gay sex. Excellent. So yeah. I win. We all win. (laughs) Cool. Well, there you go. It was a, uh, you know, it kind of broke the flow of the season. Um, First episode, we didn't get multiple storylines. In fact, just our main timeline, we didn't even get. It was all flashback. But that was good. Obviously, perfect. Yes. In every way. Mm -hmm. Like Mary Poppins. What? The movie or the person? Mm, what she says all the time. What? Practically perfect in every way. Oh, I, I, I just thought I invented that phrase. It's her thing. No. I don't know. <laughs> I don't watch terrible movies. Oh, come on. Mary Poppins is terrible? It ain't no puka. Oh, my God. There we go, folks. Our <laughs> weekly mandatory puka mission. <laughs> oh. I made a secret sponsorship deal. Whereas I only get the money. Y'all don't know that I'm secretly pushing it. Puka. Is it, is it working? 
Is anybody I, watching it? I don't know. I don't know. I've been seeing a lot more puka merch on the street. Mm. <laughs> D, check in for us. Um. So uh, before we move into nonsense, let me go. Oh, okay. <laughs> not that you're not that you're nonsense, but all three of us are just basically nonsense at this from this point on. Yeah. I want to. Well, I I said hold on. I want to say the name of the next episode. Your mom. Episode seven will be an almost religious awe. Okay. So there's your spoiler. Okay. All right. Alrighty. What's been going on? Um. So I've started watching Billy on the Street from <laughs> Billy on the Street. And even though Randy denies yeah. recommending it in one of our podcasts, I'm pretty sure he did. And now he's going back on it. I think you're thinking of Nathan for you. Maybe. Nathan for you. I don't. I mean, maybe. Billy on the Street. <laughs> I don't know. I think pockets. So it's uh, Billy Eichner, um, and it's Funny or Die. Um, that's how it started, but now it's on Netflix. And anyways, um, I don't. I think it's funny. I mean, he's a lot. Like I would not be friends with the guy. <laughs> um, but I think it's hilarious, and he just—it's like a game show thing, and he just randomly goes around and asks people questions on the street and. You know, he, does little he, game shows. And, he harasses people on the street. Yes, and it's hilarious because sometimes they scream. And <laughs> but I, I mean, I don't like his character on Parks and Rec or The Office. I thought he was obnoxious. Um, but I don't know. This is funny in this way. Apparently, there's no acting there. That's just how he is. No, it's a character. I mean, he even kind of pokes fun at it in the last episode that I watched. He pokes fun that he went to the same school or acting school as the guy who played uh, the penguin on the old Gotham show that went off the air because it became terrible. Um, he jokes about how they went to the same school and how is he came up with one character and he's beat it into the ground, which she has. I mean, yeah. Now imagine him playing Captain Metropolis. Oh, no. You'd hear him coming. He's very loud. So to speak. Yeah. <laughs> Billy on the street. Okay. Uh, what about your weekly Outlander check-in? Um, so I got up to the finale of season four. And there's only, like that's the last episode that there is out right now. Um, and I recorded it a while ago. And for some reason it recorded in French. Um, so, I mean, I took French, but I don't speak it well enough to understand that. To watch an episode in French, yeah. Um, and I can't get the subtitles to come up in English. Um, so I don't know what to do. And I'm not very tech savvy. Well, we live in a really strange world of TV where, like I told you, there was an episode of Mr. Robot where there was no talking. Are we sure that's not the purpose of the episode is to be completely in French. I mean, they spent an entire season in France and didn't put a single episode entirely in French, so I don't think Where that was the point. Where are they in time and place, right? They're in the United States. Like, what specific event are they in, though? The Civil War? Or? No, it's like George Washington. Like, it's around that time before George Washington became president. 
So there's probably not a lot of French speaking. No. Well, except for the French saved our asses in the Revolutionary well, War. Well, they're not there yet. Oh. They're about well, to get I don't fat. Know. <laughs> well. So how frustrated are you right now, Dee? I'm really pissed off. Because. Is it just. Poisson, poisson, hee hee hee. Ha ha ha. Yes. And it's uh, Uncle Jesse doing it the whole time. What about Pepe Le Pew? Is he in it? No. There's a cat with an unfortunate paint trail down its back, and Pepe Le Pew thinks it's a female gunk. I'm going to molest her. Yeah, that that, that skunk was awful. Pepe Le Pew wouldn't play well now. No, No. he really wouldn't. (laughs) No, he's a little too Harvey Weinstein-y. Steiny. But He's maybe too it's aggressive. cold outside. Yeah. That's yeah. a good one. We can keep that. It's a classic. <laughs> Anyways. All right. So Outlander to be continued. If you can ever find <laughs> the finale non-French. In English. <laughs> Makes me sad. I mean, I almost just watched it just to see if I could figure it out because I was desperate. <laughs> God, I got my snacks all set up, got myself all seated, pulled my blanket up, and no. You're really setting the scene for us here. I mean, this is what I do. (laughs) So what did you end up watching instead when you gave up? Billy on the Streets. (laughs) (laughs) That's actually when I started watching it. Ah, So it was out of depression that you started watching that terrible person. Billy on the Street. (laughs) Billy on the Streets. Making dreams come true. Billy on the street. Yikes. That's what he does. All right, what else, D? That's it. Randy. Um, I really don't have anything other than what I've been watching. Um, But I will say I'm a huge fan of heist movies. And if you're a fan of heist movies, you should really watch the latest episode of Rick and Morty, in which it's the heist to end all heist movie. It's just, it's great. It's just making fun of that whole genre and tearing it down. Sounds good. I don't like Rick and Morty, though. Have you tried Rick and Morty? I have. I really tried it. How many episodes? Like five or six, maybe. Did you really? Yeah. No, I really wanted to like it. And yet you're on board with Billy on the Street and Outlander. Totally different humor. Outlander's not supposed to be funny. It's not funny, haha. It's not supposed to be funny at all. (laughs) (laughs) They deal with serious stuff. Like slavery. Oh yeah. And and rape. Yeah. And hot guys. Oh. <laughs> so did Quantum Leap. That's true, and so does Legends of Tomorrow. Mm. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> but they went back in time to the Civil War, and they stopped zombies back from outbreak. Zombies from outbreak in the Civil War. Yeah, they saved. Uh, the Civil War people. Okay. From zombies. All right. Were there dinosaurs there, too? Uh, they've been to that time. Mm, nice. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Okay. Uh, Randy, what else? Um, really, that's, that's about it. Just still watching Mr. Robot and wrestling and all those other things. <laughs> all right. And now we're like talking about Legends of Tomorrow. Oh, no. I mean, okay. 
Not really. Uh, but I am excited about this upcoming Crisis crossover coming up. Crisis crossover? Yeah, between all the D, uh, DC shows on CW. Are they doing a Crisis on yeah. Infinite Earths? The- oh. Yeah. Be what does that mean? Interesting. And they're bringing back uh, Tom Welling. To be an alternate alternative Superman, they're bringing back Brandon Routh uh, to play. Who's that? Uh, an alternative Superman. Who's Brandon Routh? He oh. played Superman Qu- in Superman Returns. Oh, question! It isn't he already a character? Yes, DC. So he's going to play two characters. Right. That's why it's a crisis. What? Just watch it. No. Well, I'm going to be checking in on it on here. Great. Then you can keep me updated. I believe that the first crossover event will be the weekend of the 7th. So, tune in. No. Uh, Speaking of the weekend of the 7th, I'm having a little birthday party. Oh, good for you. And... Chuck E. Cheese will never be the same. <laughs> I will say two of the three people here are invited. Myself and Randy. <laughs> I do not want to be around you smelly boys oh. in a hot room playing video games. No, 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 no. We got Cincy's now. Makes it smell all right. No. Uh, Randy, are you coming, please? Like at the moment? That's exactly what I was going to say. Currently? Don't be crude. Save it for the birthday party. Last time Randy came to the party, he killed a bottle of bourbon. That's right. All on my own. <laughs> and nearly killed himself. <laughs> on uh, the great the next morning. I believe he had to go to a uh, children's a child's birthday party the next morning. No. No, you did. There was something I had to do that morning, though. That was not in great shape. <laughs> that before. probably didn't go well. <laughs> Uh, anyways, yeah, I expect you to do it again. All right. Except an even bigger bottle. Yes. Oh, Lord. Uh, so that'll be fun. A birthday party. Nerd. What, I can't have a birthday party? No. What are you, like, 45 having birthday parties? 45? <laughs> <laughs> Well, now I feel bad for having a birthday party. <laughs> now I feel bad that I look 45. <laughs> I was just called a spring chick the other day. By who? A 60-year-old? Okay, now. <laughs> well, he was at Luby's at 4 o'clock for dinner. <laughs> uh, no, it's uh, no. I guess I didn't really do a good job of explaining the party. It's not just Randy drinking bourbon. <laughs> it's... It's, That's the entertainment. <laughs> hey, it's a video game party. You bring your own video games and we play video games. Except I don't play video games, so I just drink bourbon. <laughs> <laughs> so Randy does become the entertainment. That's, that's a game, my friend. Uh, if I remember last time, we rocked out to Rock Band on Old School oh, Wii. Goody. Sure, I got a blister from drumming too hard. <laughs> Beat the hell out of the drum sets and breaking sticks. Yeah, we used to get together all the time and play rock band back when we were in our 30s. 
It's a long time ago. Randy beat the hell out of those drums. I'm surprised the drums didn't break. I know you broke a couple of sticks. Uh, my rock band set broke. Mm. <laughs> drums broke. Come to think of it, Randy drinks a lot of bourbon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, video game birthday party. Uh, excited. Uh, oh, there are a bunch of nine-year-olds there too. <laughs> it's funny. No, gonna be I can't Fortnite? be around nine-year-olds. <laughs> All right. Can't be within 500 feet. Uh, let's see what else is coming up. Oh, other video game related news. Planning this big March gaming event with my consortium of gaming friends. Bunch of kids playing Fortnite. There will be children that are playing Fortnite, I'm sure. Uh, but anyways, I don't have news to share now. But the news that I have to share now is that I will have news to share soon. Oh, wow. <laughs> the tease. <laughs> uh, specifically, actually, the weekend of uh, the 7th. So, uh, Oh, it's like a birthday present for you. It is. It's going to be a magnificent weekend. Wow. Uh, so look forward to the week after the, the podcast after that weekend. There will be... Videos of Randy dancing and drinking yes, bourbon. We'll have stories from that <laughs> night. Available now. <laughs> we'll have stories from birthday night when Randy comes over. We'll have stories, possible news about the gaming event coming up. Um, be able to talk about all the presents that my friends gave me. D, you can't come to the party, but you can give me a present. I wouldn't know what to get you. I seem to recall some blueprints from uh, an episode of Watchmen that we could frame and put up for him. <laughs> <laughs> what is that a rocket yes i think that's about it oh and plus i'll have the crisis crossover to talk about great yeah definitely looking forward to that billy on the street <laughs> billy on the street all right well, i guess that's it he's making dreams come true <laughs> don't if you take anybody's first off i can't believe there's anybody out there taking d's recommendations on anything what <laughs> but, you know we should just go through past recommendations and see what people have recommended i'm curious and i'm curious people need to tell us what they have actually watched it seems like i've done this before i've tried to go Way back when. No, you don't need to look it up. We need people to just do the research for us and tell us, well, you recommended this and it sucked, or you recommended this and it was amazing. That's why I only recommend things that I already know are very popular. <laughs> Ratings will play in my favor. <laughs> uh, let's see, I'm pulling up a podcast from 2017. Oh, boy. Uh, D recommended It. I assume that's Ooh, the movie. Good stuff. I recommended Arrested Development, which I guess maybe one of the new seasons. Well, you wrote, I've made a terrible mistake after that. That's also a quote. (laughs) I don't know if that's, I've made a mistake. And then Randy recommended the Origins podcast. Randy, do you remember what that is? (laughs) (laughs) No. Really? (laughs) I think it's pretty telling that I don't have any new episodes from them in quite a while. Interesting. Ooh, going back to 2016. Oh, no. I don't think we... Did we do recommendations We may not have. Then? This is from an X-Files podcast, and I don't think we did it back then. 
So, well, well, you know, maybe we'll dive back here and there every once in a while and give you a little taste on what we used to recommend. <laughs> May not recommend it anymore. Hey, guys, there's this new show called ALF. I, I did retract a recommendation last week, so. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> oh, here's a recommendation from another 2017. D, you recommended Fargo. I recommended Fargo. <laughs> Randy recommended Fargo. Oh. <laughs> and Better Call Saul. Okay. Still all good things. What a fun trip down memory lane. Wow. More nostalgia. Oh, it just took the pills. Look at that. Bringing it full circle. Look at me go. Full circle. Now it's a good time to end. That's true. And I'm Steven. Next week, we should talk about what memories we would pass down to our grandchildren. Oh, Oh, boy. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I don't have any embarrassing memories. Mm -hmm. Totally. Let's do it. Uh, Randy, you come up with something cute. It's like a quiz show. No, wait, I should do it because this is how I got made fun of last time. Oh, you got really made fun of. When I revealed... You know, sensitive memories from my past, and y'all laughed at me for like 30 I'll minutes. <laughs> <laughs> but to be fair, you didn't see them as abnormal until we started laughing maniacally. <laughs> I still don't find them abnormal. In fact, I was just bowling this week, and I got hyped up pretty hardcore playing some Danger Zone. There's no way you were bowling this week and playing Danger Zone. <laughs> I know the guy who works the uh, the music. So everyone was getting hyped up to Danger Zone. Nah, just kidding. But I did listen to it this past week. Oh, wow. Good for you. you put that on your recommendations? <laughs> I did listen to Danger Zone this week, though. <laughs> Funny story about Danger Zone. My, kid, my kids, when they were little kids, they would... Uh, they, they thought it was called My Lantuga Danger Zone mm-hmm. instead of Highway to the Danger Zone. Mm-hmm. So whenever I play the song, I say, what's this song called? My Lantuga. Like, okay. You're stupid. You're going to be like <laughs> but I find it 15, funny. 20 years old and <laughs> like, you ever heard that song, My Lantuga? They're going to go on that. What was it? Wasn't there a show where you have to try to remember lyrics for songs or something? Yeah. Eh, yeah, it's been done. Yeah. So they're going to be like Maya Lantuga and be laughed off the show and be an internet <laughs> meme. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> and then they'll be living on the street. So Billy on the street. In this scenario, they were <laughs> never corrected by you. And they never looked up the name of the song. <laughs> yep. Apparently illiterate, too. Well, I mean, they're pretty confident in that it's my Lantuga. I mean, <laughs> they're not like, oh, I should look that up one day. They're like, no, this is obviously my Lantuga. I mean, there are lyrics, oh, gosh, and it's, I'm blanking now on what some of them were, but there are songs that, that oh, that like the, the Friends song, I, instead of uh, arriving, your love life's arriving DOA, I yeah. thought it was Kiowa. And what's Kiowa? I have no idea. I thought it was Kiowa. <laughs> Like, I, oh, I, I actually the Hawaiian island of Kiowa. Yes, I don't know. I, I, I remember singing it out loud around some friends. I, we may have been watching the final episode, and I said Kiowa. They were like, "What the hell? Get out!" 
butterflies key away. You have to watch the finale in French. <laughs> <laughs> It's like me going to that Harry Potter midnight release. Oh, and Aladdin instead and said, of what's a cricket? Yeah, is that what it was? A cricket? No, crib, cribbage, cribbage, cribbage. You, you didn't know what the snitch was. Snitch. Yeah, still don't know what a snitch is. Mm. Uh, and Aladdin instead of amazing sights to pursue, I thought it was super sue. <laughs> that sounds French. Uh, they they were not in France. You know the French people Amazing have plagued you. <laughs> I don't know what a super sue was was at all, but it was in the song. All right, guys, we're off the rails. <laughs> what else did I get confused? No, 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 stop! I'm flashing the flashlight <laughs> now. <laughs> flashlight in face. We are moving you on. With D. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I would love to check in on that every week. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So next week, there are three episodes left. And happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Oh, yeah. Play this this for your family. Oh, I definitely (laughs) do. Please do. Sit around the table. And now our next segment, fun things to do with a turkey. Mm -mm. That's not a drumstick. Uh, all I can think of. What? Let's go see how long you draw it out. <laughs> That's about it. And that didn't work. So, alright. We'll see y'all next week. Alright. Bye. I'm, I'm D. Oh, and I forgot to recommend uh, oh, Man in the High Castle. I've got one episode okay. left to watch. Hopefully it's not in French. And I'm Steven. I'm ready. I'm D. What the hell was that? It's French. Is that your French? I think it was Lode de Trebuchet. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the Trebuchet? No, I said QA. Watchmen and Lady, a Watchmen podcast by dweebthepeople.com. If, nah, I don't like that. I'm going to do it again. <laughs> what? Ooh. I think you swallowing into the microphone Ooh. was really good. Don't say swallow. Well. Hey, oh, Steven, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> don't say gay sex. Don't say sex. Well, gay, swallow. <laughs>